Get ready to hear something good about cannabis. Nurse Heather brings her eternal optimism and professional expertise to the stories of the day, discussing current topics and events, making life's lemons into sweet lemonade, and sharing a tall glass with guests, friends, and her listeners. CannabisRadio.com is happy to present Good News with Nurse Heather, the show infused with compassion and love. From high atop Mount Soldad in beautiful San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level, Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to all of our great fans out there. This is Good News with Nurse Heather and her trusty sidekick, moi, Kenny. And today, Nurse Heather, we are going to have a special guest. And it goes something like, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Something like that. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about potatoes. Potatoes. So potatoes <laughs> and Romans. But what's happening, Nurse Heather? You've been a busy cannabis nurse yeah it's been a little while we've been uh just working so hard there's a lot of advocacy efforts that are going on right now the cannabis nurses network is working hard on advocacy i know our guest is also working hard on advocacy you know we really came into 2021 with a with a bang and and really realized that there was uh some work that needed to be done and we're doing it so I'm happy to be back with you, Kana Kinney, and our wonderful guest, Megan Romero. Yes, Hello. indeed. But I, I know that you've been in the clubhouse recently. You were chatting it up with Elon Musk and a few others. And, <laughs> you know, I thought there a quick uh, sort of update of what's going on with your clubhouse group and how our fans out there can potentially get involved with that. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, Kenny, you haven't made it onto the clubhouse yet. And I know I've sent you an invite. So anytime that you feel compelled, please come and join us at the clubhouse. So those of you who don't know, uh, there is this awesome app that is in beta testing right now, and it's called Clubhouse. And it's an audio drop-in, no video, no nothing, really easy. And there's a lot of discussion going on there. And you can kind of be like a fly on the wall and listen in, or you can participate as a speaker on the stage or even host your own conversations. And part of the clubhouse actually gives people an opportunity who um, they're, they're creating and developing and fostering community. You can be approved for your own club in the clubhouse. And I think that's what you were alluding to, Kenny, because we were awarded our Cannabis Nurses Club a few weeks ago. And we've been hosting some really amazing discussions and conversations. Uh, other nurses and also being able to teach people that we would never have access to otherwise. So it's just been a great tool. Well, we, our beautiful listeners here with the cannabisradio.com listen and follow our, our uh, iPod podcasts and those who follow all the great other programming that cannabis radio, the clubhouse is a little bit more, it's always say intimate as you sit there in your bathrobe today, I'm squealing <laughs> on you now, but it's a little more intimate in the sense that you actually can engage in more or less interactive communication with those who are also participating. Uh, absolutely. And it's interesting. There's been some discussion there too about 
Clubhouse replaced the podcast. And, and, and we've really come to the conclusion that no, it's not going to. Podcasts, people who listen to podcasts love to listen to their podcast episodes as they come out. And what we've actually found is that we're able to, through the Clubhouse, it's not recorded. So none of this stuff is archived. Um, it's really in the moment kind of thing. But I've been able to tell folks, yes, I also host a podcast on CannabisRadio.com called Good News with Nurse Heather. And so we're really hopeful that our work with Clubhouse will also bring more listeners right here to Good News with Nurse Heather and Canny Kenny. Well, let's get started, Nurse Heather. We have a very special guest today. And like I said, it has something to do with famous potatoes and when in Rome, <laughs> do what the Romans do. So maybe you can kind of introduce our guest and see how that all fits together. Oh, yes. Well, I'm not going to actually do a full intro because um, Meg is very well spoken. She's working some heavy legislative things right now. It's a big, heavy lift. She is in Idaho. Which is your potato reference, I'm sure, Kenny. Great potatoes. <laughs> so tell us, tell us, Meg, what is happening in your world? Tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to our listeners. And your own private Idaho. <laughs> well, thank you, Kenna Kenny and Nurse Heather for having me in. Um, I am in Idaho. I am not born and raised, but I've been living here in our great state, Um for 14 years and reference back to those potatoes there, Kenny, make sure you're watching what potatoes you're getting out of Idaho because there are a lot of GMO potatoes. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. Um, yeah, I'm over here. I'm a registered nurse. I have a background um, in critical care ICU. I graduated from the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque in May of 2005. And I dove right into nursing, went to critical care, um, to cardiac procedures. And then about 10 years ago, um, I was scrolling. I was looking for that missing link um, of why we were having so many chronic diseases. You know, why are we just giving these medications to, um, you know, alleviate a symptom, but you're just giving a medication to take away another symptom. So I... Um, started diving, kind of looking into my own education and going down that rabbit hole. And I actually came across um, this nurse called Nurse Heather. Um, the connection there is I found out she was from New Mexico. And I just kind of, um, you know, have been following Nurse Heather for uh, quite a while not stalker stylish, but <laughs> um, hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, she just is a great resource, Heather. You have been, you know, um, you've really paved the way for where I am today. Um, really opening up that door. It's not until, you know, we kind of do our own research. And that's when I um, learned, I learned about cannabis in 1996 from a High Times magazine um, about or not high time, excuse me, Rolling Stones magazine um, about the AIDS patients in California. And growing up um, in definitely the dare age, um, you know, I had those videos, you know, just forced down us, we had to watch, but I had that Rolling Stones magazine. And that was telling me that there was something different about this plant. So my um, spark really started um, way back in the 1990s. Um, 
with the cannabis plant. And I just didn't know. Um, long story short, we or fast forward a couple of years, I ended up in New Mexico, um, kind of really searching for what I wanted to do. And I wanted to become a master grower and actually go into horticulture. But my father wasn't quite sure about that path. And um, I really couldn't tell him in 1999 that I wanted to go into horticulture because I wanted to be a female master grower <laughs> of cannabis because he definitely wasn't there with me yet. But even in 1999, in my English 101, I was writing papers on medical cannabis. Um, and this is long before the internet. I was going into the libraries at um, New Mexico State and at UNM looking at the Rolodex, um, you know, really finding the research material. So we've came a long way with everything that we have at our fingertips now. Um, I ended up in Idaho. And yeah, here I am. I stepped away from my bedside practice about six years ago. Um, and really have dove into the holistic um, realm of nursing and healing. Um, you know, I was trying to find that missing link. And that's kind of how I learned about the endogenous cannabis system. Um, uh, just went down that rabbit hole of cannabis as medicine. And here I am in this great state of prohibition. Um, as we know, Idaho is the last one. We are not even up to the federal regulations of our farm bill. So hemp is actually still illegal in Idaho. Um, there, once they passed the farm bill and the interstate commerce um, last year, there was a truck driver that the company was out of California, or no, excuse me, Colorado, and they went to Oregon and purchased what they're saying was about a million dollars worth of hemp. Um, and they were driving down our I-84, which is an interstate through Idaho, and they got pulled over. Um, Idaho police immediately arrested them, confiscated their whole truck, um, you know, tied them up in the judicial uh, system, took their product, uh, charged the driver actually um, for transporting an illegal product um, in our state. With the press that this gave, the governor did actually have to make a emergency declaration to at least allow, because we can't stop the interstate commerce um, of going through on our interstate of the hemp because it was federally legal in Idaho. So the good news is yes, you can drive your hemp through here, whether or not it will make it safely through here because if they do pull you over, confiscate it to test it, it gets put away, what's going to happen to the quality of it? Cause we know they certainly aren't storaging, storing it right. So um, that's where we're at with that um, for the, 2021 um, legislation. Hey, Meg, before I, we move into yeah. that next topic, uh, we want to take a break so that our listeners can hear the valuable products and services that our sponsors offer. We'll be right back, folks, with some more with good news with Nurse Heather and our really famous Idaho potato, Meg Rome, in just a moment. <laughs> good news with Nurse Heather will return. But first, let's show some love to our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, 
how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back, beautiful listeners. This is Canna Kenny with uh, Cannabis Nurse Heather, all about good news with our friend Meg Rome. Meg, before I rudely interrupted you or you're finishing on your story about the evolution and development of, of hemp and cannabis in Idaho and your work in that regard. Yes, thank you. Um, so important to hear from our sponsors. Um, keeps us going here so we can get out the good word. And so um, I was really having some high hopes as far as there uh, was a ballot initiative um, that the people were driving here. And last year it was on to, they almost got all the signatures that they needed, but then COVID happened. And of course they couldn't get all the signatures. So fast forward to 2021, um, there is, they turned in another ballot petition um, to the state secretary's office. And as of now, um, it is supposed to be given back within 30 days. It's been over three months and they still haven't received that for some reason. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. Um, but we'll kind of put that to the side because what is happening right now is there is a senator and no pun intended here, but um, his name is C. Scott Grow. C. Scott Grow. C. Scott Grow. I read a book one time that was C. Spawn. <laughs> and he is a 78-year-old Republican um, senator here in Idaho, uh, and he introduced uh, his constitutional amendment, um, the SJR 101. And what this would do is this would make an amendment to Idaho's constitution to ban unless the FDA approves and then also Idaho legislation introduces it, all psychoactive drugs that were illegal federally as of 2020. So what this means is that he is making, if this constitution amendment comes and if it passes, which is already passed the state Senate affair committee, which I did testify at that, it passed our Senate um, 24 to 11, um, two days ago, and it will be introduced into the house committee affairs um, next week sometime, we are, are believing. Um, it does have the momentum to pass the House, it, and it probably will pass the House, and then it will go to the voters. Um, we've done polls in Idaho. 78% of Idahoans are in favor of medical cannabis, so I do believe that the voters will vote this down, um, but you know, just as what we kind of all learned in 2020 is you really can't take anything for granted. Um, you know, you kind of, kind of 
have to expect all angles at this point. So, well, you um, know, even as even as conservative, of course, you know, Nurse Heather and I were essentially the founders of the Arizona Medical Cannabis Program there, and then Nurse Heather before that was instrumental in the New Mexico program, which even preceded Arizona. Uh, but Arizona was then a deeply red state. So we ended up having multiple different lawsuits, just about every issue, even after the voters passed the Arizona Medical Marijuana Act, which passed by a total of 5,000 votes statewide. Oh, wow. uh, all, all because of Tucson, basically Pima County, and we slightly lost Maricopa. but. We, we know what it's like to do that struggle. In fact, when we demanded that veterans and those who've been victims of uh, sexual assault who suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, when we demanded that the state add that as a qualifying condition, we had to fight a three, almost three-year court battle before we finally got an order directing uh, the Arizona Department of Health to add PTSD as a qualified condition, which then was added, of course, all across the country. But so we know how that fight goes. But fortunately for Idaho's position, we know that there's at least a chance with the Senate going over to Democratic control, we at least have a fighting chance to renew and enact the MORE Act, which would deschedule cannabis. And so a lot of these state laws that patter themselves and say, hey, if it's prohibited by the Federal Controlled Substances Act, then it's prohibited by us in the state. Well, if the MORE Act passes, all of a sudden, cannabis is off the entire schedule. It's not one, yeah. two, three, four, or five. It's not scheduled. So in California, we call cannabis is neither a food nor a drug. It is an agricultural commodity. Yes. And Just I, like a potato. Yeah. <laughs> I got a potato. <laughs> That's exactly how I'm going to go in on this, the guys. I, I, I'm rethinking my strategy, but. <laughs> you know, I'm um, fixated on the potato thing, but just as an aside, you know, but in San Diego, which is where I've been for, you know, decades and decades and decades, and Nurse Heather's now a fixture in San Diego too, but we had a, a large fishing community. And I used to represent some of the fishermen, tuna fishermen who go all over the world, but they lived in Point Loma. And they would do that for their entire career. And literally, as soon as they got done, after spending years on the sea, they would all basically sell their homes and move to Idaho. <laughs> well, what's the draw to Idaho? Um, it was far away from yeah. the ocean. That was one thing. <laughs> no, we are um, actually, during the pandemic, um, we were we saw more people moving in here um, than any other state. And so, yes, we are, everyone is fleeing here. So that is good um, because we are getting some new faces, some new minds um, and some new, you know, ideals of thinking. So <laughs> I do see that, but Idaho is a great state. And, you know, um, there is a lot when you talk about the agriculture hemp and, you know, a companion crop with the potatoes. Um, I've talked with multiple farmers and they do want it here. Um, um, there's just, you know, we talk about as, as, as far as even nurses and where we're at, even just trying to get nurses on board with the ECS and um, the guidelines of where nurses should be with medical cannabis is, you know, there's just, it just all comes down to education and there's just this need and lack of education. So we'll see where that goes with Scott C. Grows, um, <laughs> constitutional amendment. Um, 
as I testified last week, though, on the Senate Commander Affairs Committee uh, hearing, I there was their veteran that got up and he was in opposition of this. And he is a 22-year his service in the military was 22 years. Um, the sergeant has a very rare condition of um, cancer. There's only 700 of these um, cancers in the world. And he is terminal at stage four. And he actually has been working for the last two years writing a bill um, because his doctors are in California and they would prescribe him medical cannabis, but he lived in Idaho and he has uh, taken it um, when he has been in um, California or in legal states. And with his condition, he has to take up to 10 Oxycontins a day. He's in extreme pain. And we we know with opioids that they um, can produce bowel obstructions and how the number one way that the complications of this type of cancer that this veteran has is um, bowel obstructions is actually what kills them. And he has been hospitalized three times. And luckily, um, you know, it wasn't um, as of life threatening that he was able to be released and um, still go on with his day. And so I met the sergeant um, that day that I testified Um, Because I do believe that there is a quite a lot of people out there, just like me, just like the sergeant. Um, But it's just connecting us all in these dots, especially when you're in such an oppressive state, um, you know, to find and then the whole stigma behind cannabis, too. Um, You know, because a lot of patients will go try it somewhere else and it will work for them. And so then their choices, you know, do I talk about this or do I maybe take that chance and cross these imaginary borders into my home state and use this that does work effectively? So um, he does not have he um, in the uh, in the military, um, his background is plumbing and engineering. And so he does not have any um, background on the endocannabinoid system, cannabis, any of that. Um, but this bill is going to be introduced to, into the House probably next week, if not the next week. And it actually will be a bipartisan. There are two um, senators that are introduce, going to introduce this into the House. Um, he did base this bill off of, he modeled it off of Utah's, but made it a medical program that made it even more restrictive. Yeah, I did. how can you make it any much more restrictive? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, you know, where we are in, mm-hmm. you know, February, it'll just pass Groundhog's Day in 2021. Yeah. It's really not that hard to say, let's look at 37 other states that have mm-hmm. continued to have a program and they have no problems. But yeah. good news, boys and girls, we're going to take a brief break to hear again from our great sponsors. And this is Good News with Nurse Heather and her trusty sidekick, Kenna Kenny. We'll be right back at you. Good News with Nurse Heather will return. But first, let's show some love to our sponsors. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
SmartPots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, SmartPots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? SmartPots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million SmartPots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back, good news listeners. We're having a great ch- chat up with our friend and nurse in Idaho, but originally before that from New Mexico, Meg Rome. And I became a big fan just like you did in maybe a different way of Nurse Heather when I met her oh so long ago. And it was that... <laughs> long five and a half feet of golden blonde hair in her cute little braids and her blue eyes. But it was more her huge smart brain and her passion and conviction as a nurse. And how did you and Nurse Heather meet? Where did you meet at? I mean, um, I, I understand it was a few years ago. Well, we just met with her not too long ago, Kenny, if you remember. <laughs> So he may not have been making the connection here, Meg, but when we were at the Slightly Stupid concert just recently, Kenny, the drive-in concert at Slightly Stupid, and Meg Rome was there, and Meg and I were dancing, and you were there too. Does that all come together? Well, I had a mask over my eyes. I mean, but, you know, this is, when I mask up, man, I mask up, you know. I'm not the type to go half-ass with that stuff. I mask up. <laughs> mask that ass. It was dark, you know. <laughs> and I was probably stoned. Most definitely. I mean, Meg was. Oh, I was in California, you know. She was in California. I mean, I don't think they had much bud left when she finally left the state. <laughs> oh, I think you do down in California. Oh, we do have you a lot. Are, you're what doing are you, it right. What are you smoking on these days? When you're not in Idaho. Uh, when I'm not in Idaho. Oh, you know, I'm I'm definitely a, a can of sewer. So I'm I you know, it's if it's organic and if it is bright and sparkly and it doesn't matter the color of the rainbow, I love it all. <laughs> well, you know, nurse Heather's been a high times judge many, many times when we used to be able to have conferences and high times things, you know, we haven't had that in a while, but she, she was a high times judge for a while. And I remember one of the last ones we did was Southern California high times. And she was ju- judging, I believe she was judging the hybrid. And uh, she ended up getting what, 44 eighths? No, it was 50, which- 51 eighths of hybrid flower that I had to test in in five days. So that was 10, 10 strains a day plus 11 on <laughs> the next day. <laughs> uh, we you actually did just- it. Yeah, we just had the, you know, high times moved away from that because we do understand we can't be making money by, as you said, going to these conferences anymore. And so this year, what they did is um, you were able to purchase the judging packs and it was by region. And so they actually just had the Southern Oregon um, judging kits. And I was able to um, judge a few of those. And I will say for the concentrates, the Decibel Farms Banana Punch 
live resin was just, oh, to die for, (laughs) (laughs) to to live for, I should say. So, um, so that was really good. So I just actually had that opportunity myself um, over here. So is, is it, I understand we won't get into that whole revenue of that having to purchase it to be a judge, but it was that same thing, Heather, is I got this goodie bag and it was, I think, 24 and they were each a gram. And so, but it was to see those different, you know, flowers. And then they had the edibles, they had the sativa, the indica, the um, hybrid. And so that was really fun. I, I wish almost all stores just had a goodie bag like that of just pick your top favorite ones and you just go in instead of having to look at that menu and look at all those choices. <laughs> That's right. Give me the sample pack, baby. Give me the sample. Exactly. I'm all about the sample packs. So yeah. Um, how I met Nurse Heather was, uh, you know, I, I, I feel that we actually have been connected our whole lives. And um, when we go back and kind of talk about our story, we have, our past lives have crossed in so many different ways from New Mexico to her having family in Idaho. um, And then even our New Mexico connection, which we did not meet in New Mexico, but how we did meet was through other people in New Mexico that kind of connected us. And it was, um, I believe it was social media and the women grow um, events when they first kind of started women grow years back that I learned about Heather and she was a nurse and I was, um, just kind of clung on to that. And I remember reaching out to her and saying, you know, Hey, is there a couple books that you could recommend? And she openly, you know, did that because I saw all these other professions and women getting into the industry, but Heather was really, you know, that first nurse taking that leap and um, being outspoken with it. Because even as a nurse in Idaho, I know many nurses, they're afraid of their license. They're afraid of losing their job for even just speaking about this plant. Um, and so it, well, we Meg, you, did- Meg, you have been extraordinarily <laughs> insightful for us on, on the Idaho and the state of cannabis affairs and your amazing relationship uh, with nurse Heather. Of course, I've been a huge fan of nurse Heather for many years. In <laughs> I fact, love you. In Kitty, fact, and I we, love you, Meg. As we approach Valentine's day, just want to tell you, nurse Heather, be my Valentine. Oh, how cute. You, yes. You I'll so be your Valentine. Well, Actually, friends and neighbors, I, boys and I, girls, we're about <laughs> ready to wrap up. This has been another great show for good news with nurse Heather, with our very special guest, Nurse Meg Rome, we wish you all the best in Idaho. Please let us know how we can help you. And please, listeners, listen to our our podcast and others on CannabisRadio.com, Apple, Facebook, Stitcher, Amazon Music, the big one, iHeart.com, and other places where good listening is encouraged. Thank you. Talk to you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.